Hey there, thank you for tuning in and welcome to the Dear Ladies Podcast with your host Ashley. I am so excited to have you join me today on this podcast where we dive deep into the joys and challenges of being a woman, especially an expert woman. Each week we'll discuss the various topics that are essential in making sure your expert life feels like home. And now let's hear the episode of the week. Welcome to our very first episode in season two and you are kicking things off with a very informative episode for experts already in check and those planning to relocate to the Czech Republic. We are talking bureaucracy and the whole administration work involved in making sure you are in a country legally and can also work here in the process. In the studio with me today is Christina, the founder of Immigrate, an immigration agency that specializes in this kind of issues. Hi Christina, welcome to the studio. Can you please introduce yourself and tell us where you're from and what got you in this line of work? Sure, sure. Uh, thanks for that. So uh, my name is Kristina. I am uh, from the Czech Republic. I originally come from Ostrava, but I moved to Prague five years ago, five and a half. I basically found my passion for helping people uh, during my Erasmus stay in Sweden, uh, where I actually stayed for one year. Uh, however, I came back and I actually very randomly found a job in a law firm in Ostrava, where I was uh, helping Korean uh, nationals who worked in automotive uh, industry in Hyundai um, and I was helping them with visas. Uh, I did this job for two years and then I felt like I wanted to move somewhere more international than Ostrovice, even though it's the third biggest city in the Czech Republic. It's really a bit small for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I moved to Prague and uh, I started working in a, a relocation agency where it was supposed to be just a temporary job for three months, uh, but I ended there actually and ended up stay- staying there for five years. Oh, wow. I started as an admin support. and when I was leaving I was actually a manager of immigration uh, department I was um, managing six people and I sort of derailed from what I originally loved doing which was basically helping foreigners working mostly in English and so on which was the point I decided to open my own agency and stop managing people and doing all of these things and go back to helping foreigners directly so that's how Immigrate was created I started last September and I must humbly say that it's doing very well so that makes me very happy that's so nice i like your story because i was recently talking about goal resetting and in your case you were even able to transfer the skills that you have learned in your job to do something else and now these skills are serving you very well so that's really yeah. admirable thank you today we are talking paperwork people want to move to czech republic and they want to know what exactly is involved in that kind of process i think we can just start a bit simpler mm-hmm. and clarify what are the type of visas that are available for mm-hmm. people who want to maybe move here all right so basically there is various um, visa types depending mostly on the length of the person's stay so we have anything from short-term visas to long-term visas to long-term residence permits and then obviously permanent residencies which mm-hmm. is the longest uh, type of permit we have before you can apply for citizenship and uh, there is permits also for European nationals but I assume we'll be only talking about non-EU and non-EU nationals today even EU people can apply for sort of it's called temporary residence permit which is basically a proof of their stay mm-hmm. in the Czech Republic and then there is also a special category which is a family members of European nationals uh, I think we are going to talk about yeah, it later yeah, on today yeah. and they have also special special types of permits which is mostly temporary residence permits yeah I've heard the term that country nationals yes <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound nice but <laughs> 
Oh. Yeah, it kind of sounds like, like for example, I come from a third world country. Right. And uh, then you are called third country nationals. I'm like, what is it? Is it people from the third world country or something like that? <laughs> so this is completely different term. Actually, no, Czech Republic uses this term to basically categorize non-EU people. Okay. Yeah, those are like a third, a third country nationals. Yeah, so if you are from the US or exactly, something, you're any, anything outside of the EU. So that is US, there is now UK as well, yeah. uh, Africa, Asia, all of these okay. countries. Okay, so those people have a different route in applying for visas as opposed to what do you call them, first country nationals? <laughs> <laughs> We just call them EU, <laughs> EU nationals, so that's too funny. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly, they have different roles than EU nationals because European Union basically gives you the right of free movement yeah. and free work all over Europe. So basically me as a Czech citizen, I can very easily move to any other European country and work there without any additional permits. Okay, so now we are talking staying in the Czech Republic. You come from the US as a third country national, you get the 90-day free visa, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, in that process, can you find a job and work in those three months in the 90 days or mm-hmm. you can't? That's a very good question uh, because a lot of people think they can, but you cannot. You cannot work mm-hmm. until you actually receive an actual permit. Yeah. So during the tourist stay, during the 90 uh, days, you can actually start looking for a job and so on. Um, and you can even, as a US citizen, you could even submit your application uh, for the work visa, employee card as we call it, in one of the neighboring countries because there is an exception applying for US citizens. Um, so you can technically go to the Czech embassy in Berlin or Vienna or Bratislava or anywhere to submit your application there. The problem is that the work visa application takes two to three months to be approved and it's usually the later rather than the sooner. So if the process goes beyond the 90 days that you are staying here visa-free, you mm-hmm. need to leave the country. Okay. Yeah, and the fact that you have this type of an application pending doesn't give you the right to stay here throughout the whole process. So technically you would have to leave back home and wait for the approval there and then come back and collect the visa here. But can you stay if you're here for the 90 days and then you decide to apply for a long-term stay and your application is in process? Mm-hmm. If it's a first visa application, that yeah. means that you did not have any other visa before that, it doesn't give you a right to stay here throughout the process. So you always have to leave after your 90 days are up. So you can just go for a vacation maybe in UK and come back and get another 90 days? Well, technically no, because the 90-180 days doesn't really mean that every time you leave the country you get new 90 days. Oh, It, it basically means that you can stay in the Czech Republic or Schengen for 90 days mm-hmm. in every 180 days period. Oh. Problem is that, you know, when you travel outside of the country and then come back, the, the officer, either you are not crossing any borders and nobody checks your passport mm-hmm. or the officers gets very confused with all the stamps and they just say whatever, just go. But technically that's illegal. You should not be re-entering the country if you already used the whole 90 days previously. Oh, wow. <laughs> It's kind of very strict. Huh? Yeah. Okay, and uh, there is something called a family reunification visa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So the long-term visa, long-term residence permits, uh, there is always various purposes that you can apply for. One of them is the uh, family reunion visa, but there is also study purpose, business uh, purpose, freelancer purpose, and so on. But yes, family reunion visa is for those that already have a spouse that is in the Czech Republic on some sort of a visa, and they want to uh, re- sort of, so to say, uh, reunite with this person. They can also relocate together when the head of the family, let's say, uh, have a work visa and then the spouse 
thoughts is reuniting with this person, but always has to be like one visa reuniting to the other. Okay, so this applies to when the spouse is not EU or Czech and is in Czech Republic and then you come to reunite with them. Exactly, exactly. Or you can be applying at the same time, but one of them should always have a work visa. You cannot mm-hmm. have two people just having a reuniting visa. And what if I am having a Czech spouse? Is it still the same? That's a completely different process. Different process. That's, a, that's a completely oh. different category of people and I think we talk about later okay. on. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah. So now if your family reunification mm-hmm. visa expires mm-hmm. and you wish to stay in mm-hmm. Czech Republic, do you reapply for it here and wait for it or do you do a bridging visa? Right. So that's a very complex question you just gave me. Uh, let me just first say that you should never let your visa expire. Never let your visa expire because if you do, your history is of stay is basically annulled and it's like if you never be in here and you have to start the whole process again by going to the Czech embassy abroad and yeah. submitting the papers from scratch basically. So never let your visa expire. Always Thank submit you. the application for the extension on time. It is allowed in 99% of cases already to submit the application 120 days before the expiry date. So four months prior. Now if you do submit the application on time it means that you basically fulfilled your obligation and this is where the ministry gives you so-called fiction of stay. It sounds very sci-fi I know mm-hmm. uh, but it basically means that you submit your ex- extension application on time and then you can stay in the Czech Republic throughout the process of the extension. So even uh, if your visa expires you can still continue to live in the country even though if you don't have any valid visa in your hand. Mm-hmm. The problem happens when you actually want to travel outside of the Czech Republic. That's the point where you should actually apply for bridge visa or you should collect a bridge visa. Because a bridge visa is a proof that you have a pending application. Mm-hmm. It's basically bridging the period before your visa gets approved from the time that the previous one gets expired. So that's why it's called a bridge visa. Mm-hmm. So again, never let your visa expire. Always apply on time and then uh, you can collect bridge visa if you need to travel. If you are not traveling and you are just staying in the country, then uh, you don't need to collect the bridge visa. It's basically voluntarily. Uh, some employers might request it as a proof that you do have the pending application, but it's not your obligation. If a police officer stops you on the street and they want to see a valid visa, you can only tell them that you have a pending application and they should see it in their databases and systems. Okay, great. I'm going to come back to that question, but in terms of when your husband is checked, because I can relate to that, but it wasn't as you explained to it, so we'll go back to it. For now, let's jump into the Czech partner visa, which mm-hmm. I think is when you have a spouse who is from Czech Republic. It doesn't have to be just Czech Republic, okay. it has to be European. Okay. okay. Yeah. So is it similar, if you have a Czech partnership visa, is it similar to a long-term visa? Not at all. <laughs> Like I mentioned this. Um, there's so many types of visas. Like, you know what? I am all over my head drowning in these visas. I'm sure in your office you have a list of all the visas. Like, oh, this is this. Um, I have it in my head because I've been doing this for seven years now. But I'm admiring very much people who really go and do it on their own. Because this whole topic is so complex. So, so, so complex that it's just very difficult to grasp it. Me with my colleagues that work in the industry we always joke about that once we go on a maternity leave and we go back we'll have to learn everything from scratch (laughs) that is true because you forget when you're pregnant exactly plus the things are changing all the time so it's very brave of people to start and doing this on their own but yeah uh, back to the question so basically Mm -hmm. family members of European nationals Mm -hmm. it's a very 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 special category of people completely different roles apply to these people okay yeah like we just spoke about the bridge visa family members of Europeans you do actually get the 
fiction of stay from the moment you submitted the application. So even if you come to the Czech Republic without any visas and you submit the application for the partnership visa mm-hmm. the first three months of your stay, from the moment you submit the application, as long as it's found as complete and you are not missing any important documents, from that moment you can already work and live in the country Seriously? until you get the visa approved. Yes. So it's like a very, as you can see, it's a very big difference between these and the previous cases when... Wait, um, so you don't have to apply for a work permit? You need to apply for the permit, yes. Okay. You need to apply for the residence permit for a family member of European uh, national. And from the moment you submit the application, if it's found complete, you can legally stay in the country and work in the country as well, which as you can see is a huge benefit because normally employers are waiting for three, four, five, six months before the person can start working. But if the person has a family member who's European Union uh, national, then the process is much faster, yeah. yes. Yeah, I'm so glad you're here because I have a lot of questions myself. So I fall under this category, but I remember when I applied for my long-term visa, that period where I was waiting and my... Short-term visa. Oh, is it a tourist visa? I don't tourist know. Visa, yes. In the meantime, when I was waiting for my application, my visa expired. Mm-hmm. So I had this paper that they gave me at the Ministry of Interior that if uh, maybe a police officer asked, I can show them this paper that my visa is pending. But I remember the foreign police came to my house to check when they do the process and uh, they checked my passport so they said oh your visa is expired and I said yeah I'm still waiting for the process to be approved and they said I need to go and apply for the bridging visa so I had to go the next day and apply for a bridging visa mm-hmm. which they put on my passport again so in that case you probably run into some foreign police officer who was not very knowledgeable of the processes because mm-hmm. indeed all he was supposed to just do is check the database which I understand it's extra step nobody wants to do that yeah. but if he checked the database he would see that you have this particular application pending and you, he shouldn't need the bridge visa. Yeah, mm-hmm. the bridge visa is really just needed if you travel abroad because in that case they don't have the access to our databases yeah. and if that would happen and, I don't know, you went to Germany and German police would uh, catch you in the street and they would be like, where is your visa, whatever, and you would not have the bridge visa, it would basically mean that they can take you to the police station and they can contact the Czech authorities to double check whether you mm-hmm. really have a pending application and it's just a whole hassle of you staying at the police office uh, yeah. for many hours and not, nobody wants to do that. That's why the British visa is recommended. But within the Czech Republic, it should not be needed. That happens with government officers, right? You go to <laughs> one and they tell you a different process and you go to another and the sadly process true. is so different. <laughs> That's sadly true, yes. <laughs> so how long usually is this Czech partnership visa? Mm-hmm. Czech partnership visa or let's call it the residence permit for a family okay. member of uh, European national. That's the full name. In the past, it was issued for five years, mm-hmm. but the law has changed last summer and uh, now it's issued for only three years but still it's one of the longest permits we have in the Czech Republic and the family reunification visa is if it's two non-EU nationals yes. in that case the long-term visa can be issued with maximum one year and okay. long-term residence permit is issued with maximum two years validity okay yes I think we already covered who qualified for the residence permit um, we did but I would just like to say one okay. remark because I often come to clients who say that they heard that they need to be married in order to apply oh, yes, for this yes, visa yes. So I would like to basically confirm that that's non-true. That's like not applicable. You can be in a relationship only. It has to be, of course, a serious relationship that lasts at least three months. So you have enough proofs of the relationship. But you don't have to be married in order to apply for this visa. Yeah, because I had another lady. She posted that they said they wanted the proof that they're going to marry in future. No. If you have enough proofs of the relationship, which can be photo statements and so on, then the marriage is not required. Again, an issue of finding another option. Officer. That's why it's always better to have an expert with you who can yeah. actually 
argue with the officer, call a supervisor and then discuss with them that, you know, you've done it so many times before and it was never needed. Why is this officer requesting it? So it's always better to have to have a specialist with you in these cases, I would say. Okay, so how long before you qualify for a permanent residency permit? Mm-hmm. So uh, generally you can apply for permanent residency after five years of living in the country if you are non-EU citizen. If you are staying in the Czech Republic based on student visa, then the whole period is basically counted by half. So if you were here on student visa for five mm-hmm. years, you are only counted by two and a half years for the permanent residency. When it comes to the family members of uh, European nationals, then if you get married, you can apply for permanent residency already after two years and you also don't have to pass a Czech language exam. <laughs> <laughs> I am like celebrating here because I was like, oh my gosh. No. If you are not married, you can apply for it after five years and again, you don't have to pass the language exam. Oh, I'm so glad because I was seeing this in the expert group, people doing study groups for permanent resident test and I was like, I have to do that. <laughs> so the, the worst thing with the permanent uh, residency language exam is the fact that there is absolutely no terms to do the exam. Right now, everything in the whole Czech Republic is fully booked until end of May. So oh, you wow. really need to keep refreshing that webpage every day and see if any term becomes available. Otherwise, it's a headache to actually get a term. Okay, now this question. What do you start counting when to apply for the permanent resident? Mm-hmm. Because you say after two years you can apply, but when exactly do you start counting? Uh, it's always being counted from the moment you collect the visa. Yes, yeah, ah, so okay. the moment you collect the residence permit. And you apply how many days prior before it gets expired? Do you wait exactly for the two years to get done and then you apply? Yes, if you apply sooner than the requested periods, the application is automatically going to get rejected. Mm-hmm. And here's another thing that a lot of people forget. While you are waiting for your permanent residency, you also always have to have a valid visa in the Czech Republic. Okay. So in case your, let's say, work visa employee card is expiring and like a month before the expiration of the employee card, you're applying for permanent residency, you always also have to submit an application for extension of the employee card. Mm-hmm. The reason for that is that in case the permanent residency would get rejected, you would have no visa to go back to and you would okay. basically be here illegally. Okay. So it's always, always requested to also extend the visa if it's expiring soon. So in case it gets rejected, you have the visa to go back to. Oh, you are dropping information <laughs> like information bank. <laughs> well, it's going to be less work for me at the end of the day because I will not have to solve the problem cases. But yeah, I really wish to educate the public and then basically explain all the myths that people have yeah. learned over the years uh, that they are not true and so on. So The process of getting the residency visa, there's a point where the foreign police have to come and check in your house and some people are always worried that they're at work or they're not home because you cannot be home 24-7 and the worst thing is they never announce when they're coming they just show up because I remember when they showed up at my place it was like 7.30pm and we just came home like 10 minutes prior before them coming so we could have missed them Mm -hmm. they could have Mm -hmm. missed us so yeah what if they come and you're not home what do you do then? Right so the foreign police uh, visit is actually part of residence permit process when the foreign police actually checks if you are really in a legit relationship because Mm -hmm. in the past people would apply for these visas even with friends and so on so they want to really check if the relationship is legit. I've heard quite funny stories about such visits when the police actually checks like dirty laundry and they ask the, oh the men in the household <laughs> uh, how does your uh, wife shave, uh, shave her legs and so on so like they really ask very uncomfortable questions to find out if you are um, you want the legit. Visa, you would just be replying here I shave like this. 
<laughs> horrible, <laughs> horrible. <laughs> wanting, but uh, anyway, the foreign police tries to come three times, and at least one of the times they should actually find you at home. Okay. Uh, they are aware of the fact that people work and they have lives and so on, so they usually try to come in the morning, in the afternoon, and in the evening. At least one of the times they should be able to talk to you. And they come only once, right? No, they come three different times. They, okay, if they, they have find to, you, yes, they it's have only to, one time. Sorry, yes, yes, yes. yes you, okay. you, they only need to talk to you once, but they try three different attempts. If they would not be able to find you even the third time and speak to you, in that case, the ministry will most likely invite you for an interview. The Ministry of Interior's offices, they officially in Czech call it actually Vyslech, which means interrogation, which I feel like that's a very abusive and horrible word to use in such an easy process as residence permit. I call it interview. <laughs> and during this interview, they ask about 50 questions and then obviously they evaluate the answers. And here I never know what is the good scenario because I feel like if you answer everything the same way, then my suspicion yeah, at yeah, the same yeah. time you cannot really go completely different yeah. way with all the questions that could look bad as well. So I feel like you always have to find a balance in between. Yeah, they visited us. They didn't do much. They didn't even get in, to be honest. They stood by the door and uh, I was like, do you want to come in? They were like, no, 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 we are fine. They just saw all the baby stuff flying around. <laughs> They were like, okay, it's, it's fine. Like, yeah. yeah, we are good. We don't want to come in. <laughs> it really, it really depends who visits you. Some of them speak English. Some of them don't. Some of them literally just check your passport in the hallway and that's it. Uh, yeah. Some of them go in and ask the uncomfortable questions. So it really depends who you run into and what mood they are in, I would say. <laughs> yeah. There's this question that I saw being raised by other experts that other foreign police usually ask for proof of shared investments, shared expenses, joint bank account and proof of intention of getting married, which I think we touched a bit earlier on. Is it allowed to ask all of these things? Is it part of the process? I think people are saying such things because it's always suggested that that you have to submit the proofs of relationship. Mm -hmm. This is the only application there is in the immigration world where you actually get to be creative. That's why I love it the most because uh, it's like a lot of fun to read what people come up with and what they prepare. But I know that other immigration uh, specialists usually really write a list of documents and they say it can be any of that but you have to be creative and think about stuff where both of your names are written okay yeah so nobody's asking you to give a criminal record of your grandpa to give mm-hmm. uh, your mortgage statements and so on but you need to really submit legit documents that prove that you two are together I usually recommend submitting I don't know lease agreements that you have together yeah if you have a bank account together then uh, surely a statement not not the money statement nobody can about that mm-hmm. but a statement where both of your names are, are written you can write a story of relationship and so on etc so if you are able to gather other things then you know shared investments then it's perfectly okay not to submit that it sounds like when i visited one of my ex-boyfriends he was uh he wasn't even eu he was working in eu mm-hmm. and i went it was in estonia back then when i got to the airport they did the random check you know <laughs> and being different you obviously qualify for the random check and they put me in this tiny room next to their customs the customs mm-hmm. and it's like a tiny room and they were interrogating me like really angry oh like I've God. done something like why are you here what yes, how long are you gonna be here who are you going to see and they wanted all the paperwork that I submitted when I applied for the tourist visa but I already read online that if you go you should carry all the paperwork that you mm-hmm. submitted all the bank statement all mm-hmm. the proof of your relationship or whatnot because they are also worried about human trafficking like you know girls come and meet people online dating and they say come visit me in this country and basically you have sold yourself Mm -hmm. to become a prostitute in some
some other mm-hmm. country. Mm-hmm. So I understand that part, but I just felt like they were rude into That's getting into right. it. And uh, yeah. so this kind of sounds like it. It's bringing back memories. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. <laughs> it's okay. Um, obviously, often at the ministry's offices, and and sometimes I hear how the clerks are treating the people. And first of all, everybody expects that you're going to learn Czech the first three days of your arrival to the Czech Republic, which is horrible as it is. But I, I I'm always feeling so sorry for the foreigners because it's such a unnecessary stress that you know the clerks put them in that I would like to you know cut myself in half and help everybody but yeah. that's unfortunately not uh, possible but uh, yeah I don't know why why they have such attitudes and it's making me a bit sad yeah it's not just here <laughs> yeah so uh, another thing I want to talk about is um, if you get married want to have your temporary stay and you get married in the process can you just change your application and say oh we are married now mm-hmm. we want a different kind of visa mm, well if you get married you are basically still applying for the same type of visa because okay. um, you cannot just jump to permanent residency you still have to fulfill the at least two years of stay okay. so uh, in that case I would recommend announcing that you change your status and that you are actually married which is actually your lawful obligation to always announce the change of status by doing that uh, it's very much possible that the whole process is going to take less time because now they will take you let's say more seriously uh, once you have the marriage mm-hmm. certificate in so then it shouldn't take that long to get the approval now here's the issue that then happens because we are humans we cannot predict the future then you end up breaking up with your boyfriend or your mm-hmm. girlfriend who's EU or is Czech mm-hmm. in the process of applying for the visa what happens then if you break up before the foreign police come to check if you're staying together mm-hmm. uh, that is a very unfortunate situation and I'm afraid that by law you would have to actually announce that you are no longer together mm-hmm. and that means that the application would get rejected immediately I'm afraid that you wouldn't even be able to submit any other application in the Czech Republic you would have to leave the country and come here for another purpose so work visa student visa and so on can you just decide to leave the country without cancelling it you can but it's always better to just withdraw applications if you decide that you no longer want it because you always have to picture that so many people are working on the paperwork at the ministry and it's just time uh, and money wasted if you just no longer want to be here so it's always better to withdraw it that doesn't have to be done in person you can always just send a letter saying hey I no longer wish uh, this application to be happening so can you please withdraw it and that's it okay now what if that situation happens after you have received the resident permit Mm -hmm. again in the Czech Republic you should always have like a permit or visa in accordance to the purpose of your state you are no longer a family member of European national then you should report it and you should change the permit to something else because you are no longer fulfilling the purpose of being a family member of European national so in that case you have to go to the ministry you have to ask for basically termination of the residence permit because you are no longer a family member and then they give you 60 days to apply for some other permit so you can change it to student visa freelancing visa work visa and so on yeah because most women especially they find themselves in the situation where they have and I'm not talking married in this case I'm talking just boyfriend girlfriend Mm -hmm. you come to the Czech Republic because you have your Czech or EU boyfriend and you live together you get the temporary resident permit uh, you find a job you start working you make your life for yourself here mm-hmm. and then in mm-hmm. the process you get to break up and you don't know what to do you have a job you have a life you don't want to go back mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. just so hard it is it is a very uncomfortable situation and I wish the Czech law was a bit more benevolent to such cases yeah. giving exception how to solve that um, I mean if you already have the residence permit then it's quite solvable you can really just change the purpose of your state to another visa but uh, in case it happens 
happens during the process, then I'm afraid the only way is to, well, technically you can stay in the country, but you have to start from scratch by applying at the Czech Embassy oh abroad. God. Yeah, but can you ask your company where you work to kind of sponsor you? Okay, so let me first clarify again that there is no such thing as sponsor- sponsorship in the Czech Republic. Then why do people always use the term <laughs> Oh, it's just, that's exactly what I'm trying to, <laughs> again, educate. <laughs> There is no sponsorship, but there is involvement of the company needed when you are applying for work visa for the employee card. The involvement basically means that they have to announce to a labor office so-called vacancy, which is document uh, saying that they wish to actually hire a foreigner. And then once it's published, there is so-called test of the labor market uh, when the labor office is trying to find a suitable Czech person, which considering the low unemployment rate in the Czech Republic is just a bureaucratic step, let's say. And only after the the labor market test expires then you get a specific unique number which is needed in the form for the employee card application so there is an involvement of the company needed also in a sense that they have to give you an employment contract to be signed if you don't have one yet but there is no such thing as sponsorship the thing is though once you have an employee card it's basically connected to the specific certain employer and a certain position if you want to change any of that if you want to change an employer or the position that you're working on you always have to ask the ministry of Inter- for an approval with that change. There is, that's the only thing how the employer is sort of sponsor of the visa. It's just involvement in the process, but it's not sponsoring the visa in any way. Hmm. It's a long process for the company, yeah? Yes, to get the first employee card that can really take six months and even more in some cases. They have to be willing to have you in the company. True, true. Yeah. Now you talked about uh, when you're seeing you're changing a position in the company, you have to inform the police as well? No, foreign police. Okay, so... Um, Uh, maybe we should have started with that yeah. <laughs> because that's also something people often confuse misconception yeah yeah so foreign police used to take care of immigration probably 15 10 years back uh, I wasn't in the in the business yet so I don't know exactly but it was a long time ago okay. now the whole immigration agenda is basically taken care of by the Ministry of Interior through their OAMP offices the okay. OAMP means a Department of Asylum and Migration Politics or something like that yeah. uh, it's very confusing and very complex so I believe that's why people just use foreign police because you know, <laughs> yeah. foreign police it's easier <laughs> it's easier but uh, it's the Ministry of Interior that's taking care of any visas basically the foreign police only does the home checks okay. that we already spoke about and they also register foreigners when a foreigner comes to the Czech Republic for the first time his obligation is to visit the foreign police to basically register register himself apart from these two and then some things as um, issuing marriage confirmations and invitations and so on that's uh, Uh, everything the foreign police does it so it's all of these things are in hands of the Ministry of Interior so if you do want to change an employer the new employer or position as well the employer always has to again post the vacancy saying the exact position conditions of the employment and so on and then you have to go to the Ministry of Interior and submit an application for a change of employer or position the whole process takes about two months before you can switch just between you and me do you think that process kind of makes it harder for foreigners to be promoted at work because the company has to go through all that process just to um, just to promote you I'm gonna be honest now and I'm gonna say no because companies often don't even know that they have to do that so they are promoting people without actually going through the process like the Ministry
industry is not really communicating it that well. So I run into so many, so many employers that when I told them about this, they were like, excuse me, what? <laughs> and then they uh, obviously started panicking a little bit. But uh, yes, unfortunately, companies don't know about this and then they can get huge penalties for employing somebody on a position that they weren't originally employing him. Moving on to the long-term resident permit, I have a few questions I need to ask. For example, who qualifies for one and how long is it? Mm-hmm. Thank you for that question. So long-term residence permit is basically a type of visa, let's call it, for non-EU nationals only. It is applied for either as a form of extension of the long-term visa, which is a step prior to that, or one can actually apply for it directly as a first application when coming to the Czech Republic. There's various types of the long-term residence permits. Uh, we have a long-term residence permit for the purpose of employment, which is called also employee card. Long-term residence permit for the purpose of studies, family reunion, as we mentioned earlier. There is also the freelancing visa. There is also business owner and so on. You always have to apply for one depending on the purpose of your stay mm-hmm. in the country. It can be issued with maximum two years validity, but it can also be shorted, shortened according to the documents that you submit, which can be either insurance or study confirmation. If a study confirmation is issued only for one year, then the long-term residence permit is most likely going to be issued for one year as well. So a person who comes from a dead country national, say for example from Africa, and they want to come and work in Czech Republic and live here, can they just like randomly apply for this long-term resident permit? That depends what the purpose of their stay is going to be. To work. If they just want to work, then they have to apply for the employee card, but for that they already need the vacancy, as we mentioned a few seconds ago, mm-hmm. and they also need uh, an employment contract signed. So they already uh-huh. have to have a job basically secured with a Czech company. Can you come here for tourism and then look for a job and then go back? That, exactly. Okay. You can do that. You can do that. Most of the countries around the world can only apply for the first visas at the Czech embassy in their country. Mm-hmm. There is only about 25 countries probably that have an exception and that can submit the application at any Czech embassy in the world, which mostly happens actually with US nationals who just come to the Czech Republic, find a job, and then they go to Bratislava, Berlin or Vienna to submit their applications. But not all nationals are allowed that actually. Most of African countries unfortunately are not. Yeah. yeah. So yes, they could come here for a short-term visa, find a job and then fly back to Africa and submit the application. Yeah. So if your long-term residency permit expires, you apply for another one for exact term. Again, you don't let it expire. You <laughs> submit the application beforehand. But yes, in these cases, four months before the expiry date, you can go just to the ministry in the Czech Republic and apply for the extension. Let's go back to the question of you are married to a Czech national or EU national and you are on a temporary resident permit and you divorce in the process. Mm-hmm. What happens then? Your obligation is to report the change of your status that you got divorced. You should report mm-hmm. that. And by that, you are basically announcing that you are no longer a family member of European national and the ministry will start the termination of your permit. However, in this particular case, they actually give you 60 days to reapply for something else to change the purpose of your stay from Mm -hmm. being a family member to anything that you choose. What if there are kids involved? Well, even the kids will probably have to have some sort of permits and the process would be different because they will still be kids of the Czech person. Mm -hmm. First of all, they will most likely have Czech passport. Yeah, they have Czech (laughs) nationals. 
<laughs> but even if they have any other European passport, then they are not really influenced by the divorce either because they are just European nationals and they can continue living here. Okay, there's a lot of questions when it comes to women who are married to Czech nationals and they have kids here who are Czech nationals, but then they divorce and then they don't know what to do because they cannot go back home with the kids. And so you are stuck in Czech Republic in that case. But I've heard other women say that in that case you can stay and use your kids as Czech, sorry, as EU members. Yes, that's also true. You can also, you would have to go through a new process, new application, let's say, and you would have to apply for the residence permit, but in connection to the children, no longer the ex-husband, but the children. In that case, you could continue and being looked at as European as you were before. Okay, okay. And if you already have a permanent residence, you don't have to change it? Uh, you also have to announce it. You mm-hmm. always have to announce the change okay. of status. And if you already passed five years by then, then nothing changes. It's just announced and change the systems of the ministry and you can continue living on the permanent residency. Okay, I think that clarifies a lot of questions because that question has been really asked a lot. When it comes to student visas, can a student transfer from a student visa to another type of residency visa when they finish school? Mm-hmm. Czech Republic even has a particular visa called Seeking Employment, mm-hmm. um, which is a special visa just for graduates that are graduated in the Czech Republic. So if a student doesn't have a job yet and just wants to chill for a while, he can apply for the visa for seeking employment. However, this visa is only issued for nine months. So within the nine months, the person has to find a job and switch to work visa, to the employee card. Okay, so there's this situation that I saw, like, say for example, you graduate, but you still have 11 months remaining before your mm-hmm. student visa expires. Mm-hmm. Do you need to report to the MOI or continue staying under the student visa and change it when it actually comes to mm-hmm. expiration date? Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to repeat myself again. You always, always have, have to, to announce <laughs> any changes. Exactly. And you always have to have the visa in accordance to the purpose of your stay. So if you're no longer a student and you would basically not initiate a process of changing it to something else, first of all, the ministry may start the termination because universities usually let the ministry know about any foreigners that ended their studies. And uh, second of all, you are basically holding the student visa, let's say, illegally because mm-hmm. you should be transferring it to the correct purpose of stay afterwards. Yeah. yeah. I hope people take this to note because I have seen a lot of questions about student visa it didn't mm. expire it expired I'm working but I'm on a student visa and stuff like that I mean a student visa uh, when it comes to the permanent residencies is really the least beneficial visas that you can be on so I would really recommend to just switch it to anything else as soon as possible so their period starts counting by full not just by half as on the student visa yeah I can relate to that because I was on a student visa in Taiwan I think it's always the same it's almost the same the process because in Taiwan they use the word ARC it's like alien resident countries okay <laughs> yeah. which also sounds weird but anyway it's ARC so they give you the ARC and they're different types so in ARC on a student visa or ARC on work and mm-hmm. stuff like that mm-hmm. same process mm-hmm. and after five years of holding an ARC and work permits you can apply for PARC all right P-A-R-C. and uh, if you are on a student visa the process is longer it's like you explained like it's mm-hmm. half 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 mm-hmm. so it's not really beneficial to run yeah that's why it's really uh, the best to apply for a different one as soon as you graduate yeah yeah what do you think can jeopardize your chances of getting a permanent resident visa because I've heard other people say you have benefits here you have a lot of benefits if I apply for them on a temporary resident visa and I go to apply for a permanent visa is it gonna jeopardize my chances of getting a permanent resident not much the only okay. thing jeopardizing your permanent residency if you don't extend your visa on time 
time. <laughs> That's it? It is. It is. So yeah. if I go apply for social housing and uh, stuff like that, it's, I'm not going to have an issue when I come to applying for a permanent residence? Not at all. That's more of a connected to citizenships. But with permanent oh. residency, it doesn't really matter. That's nice to know. <laughs> the permanent residency, the only two conditions are really the length of the stay. Mm-hmm. So in case of standard non-EU uh, nationals, it's always five years. If it's the family member of European uh, national close one, meaning married spouse or a child, then you can already apply after two years. But uh, generally, it's always after five years. And uh, the second condition is the Czech language exam. Again, just in the cases of standard non-EU citizens, not the family members. Okay. If you already have a permanent residency, how long can you live outside of Czech Republic before losing your permanent residency? I actually had to look in the law for this uh, answer because people usually don't ask uh, yeah. about it and then they regret it later. <laughs> but you should not be outside of Czech Republic more than six years continuously mm-hmm. and you should not be more than 12 months outside of EU continuously. That's that's pretty good because I saw another lady also asking like she worked so hard to get her permanent residency and now she wants to go live somewhere else. Is she mm-hmm. going to lose the permanent residency or not? So you're saying if she leaves Czech Republic and lives maybe in Italy, she still want to lose it, right? It cannot be more than six years continuously. Okay. But if it's less than that, then it's then it's fine. Now, the permanent residency expires, right? It has an expiry date on the card. Okay. The reason for that is that people change their looks often. So every 10 years, you should go there to basically have a picture retaken. Uh, so you get a new fresh card. So it's always valid for 10 years. Uh, but technically, once you are permanent resident, you are always permanent resident. So after the 10 years, I just go for a picture or I do exactly. the application you again? Go, you just go for the biometrics again. So okay. they take your photos and then you get a new card. I think there is some form that you also have to fill in, but it's quite easy and straightforward there's no more document submission or anything like that that's the goal you want to get at right that gets the job yeah <laughs> <laughs> I always say that's one of the biggest benefits of permanent residency is that you don't have to go to the authorities every two years. <laughs> yeah, it's like having a passport. Because yeah. having a passport is 10 years, yeah, you just yeah, go true. take a new one. True. Yeah. <laughs> now, the citizenship, who can apply for it and what are the requirements? Right, uh, very good question, actually. I, up until now, I was actually always redirecting people to go to a law firm to ask for citizenship process because it's a very, very, very complex process and it can be a pain in the ass, uh, to mm. be honest. But I started doing my research and indeed it seems like a like a pain in the ass however I am sort of ready to start it and right now I'm even offering to provide the service free for those who are going to go through the journey with me and we are going to learn the process together on the way so uh, if somebody's out there and wants to apply for the citizenship let me know however (laughs) I hope people are listening and they can just jump on this opportunity (laughs) however it really is a very complex process it seems like it can be taking a year even there's a lot of documents you have to submit proof you have not really ever used any of the social benefits as we discussed earlier and there is also a condition that you should be living in the Czech Republic on the basis of permanent residency for at least five years there is some exceptions if you are a family member of European national uh, and so on but the safe side of things is to just really do it after five years of having the permanent residency wait so if I have permanent resident permit for five years I'm, I'm eligible to apply for citizenship yes if you fulfill the other 82 conditions that they are I will contact <laughs> you in five years. <laughs> Hopefully the offer will still be available. <laughs> okay. 
you're working in Czech Republic, you want to find a job, you know, and to work, I think we already covered that you have to have a work permit. But can you apply for the work permit when you're still looking for the job or you have to have a, a contract already? Mm-hmm. Let me just clarify a bit the terminology here because mm-hmm. we have a work permit and we also have a employee card, work visa. Basically, I just heard this analogy a few uh, months ago and I absolutely loved it. So picture a woman mm-hmm. wearing two shoes. One of the shoes is a permit to stay in the country and the other shoe is a permit to work. And you always have to be wearing two shoes, otherwise you would look stupid, right? So yeah. um, the employee card, the work visa, let's call it, um, is basically a combination of both of the shoes in one package. Yeah, you have a right to stay, you have a permit to stay, and you also have, thanks to the vacancy, work permit, let's say. Now, there is cases where this work permit, the second shoe, can be substituted by a person having a diploma from a Czech university or being a spouse of a person who is here on an employee card. So there is certain um, exceptions where you don't actually need a work permit because the work permit is substituted by some of the exceptions. But you should always be wearing the other shoe. So even if you have graduated from a Czech university, you need to apply for the employee card to have the, let's say, a permit to stay in the country. But the second shoe can be substituted by really, you don't have to have a work permit, but you can only submit diploma instead of that. Does that make any sense? I felt like there was such a good way to explain it, but it doesn't seem like judging from your face. (laughs) Never mind. And if I I have a Czech spouse or an EU spouse, yes. same application. That's a completely different scenario. Okay. Yeah, in that case you're applying for the residence permit for the purpose of staying with a EU national. Yeah. And that's completely different category, different rules. In that case, you don't need the work permit. So you can start working anytime, anywhere, and nobody cares. But this employee card that we are talking about, the general one, that's for non-EU people that mm-hmm. want to come here for employment and they don't have a diploma they don't have anything like that so they get the employee card including vacancy which is the second foot I just made it very good okay now I I do understand you said the employee card is Mm -hmm. what you call it is like having the two shoes in one so you can work and stay yes but then if you don't have it then you have to have two shoes the working and the staying exactly exactly Exactly. do you get it now so technically if you are here we have students who are not studying accredited uh, study programs which means that the program is not certified by Ministry of Education. In that case, they usually have visa for the purpose of others. But this visa does not allow you to work alongside of the visa. Unlike normal student visa, because as a student, you are actually allowed to work any way you want. So let's go back to the scenario of the other purpose visa. Uh, So in that case, you have just one shoe. You have just the permit to stay in the country. And in order for you to be able to work, you would also have to go to the labor office and get a work permit. So in that case, you will put the work permit to the second shoe and you can start working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that so the employee sense. card is a combination of both, but sometimes you only have a permit to stay and you need to get the permit to work, the work permit. Okay, but then in this case, I had people saying that they have an employee card and it's about to expire and they need to find a job. How does that work? What happened there? Uh, well, it seems like the person was fired before they managed to ex- like extend their employee card, okay. which you're saying. So in that case, once you have the employee card and you don't have uh, the diploma or you're not studying, the Czech Republic. Uh, the law gives you 60 day 
days to apply yep, that's it, that's to it. apply for a change of employer. If you miss the deadline, the ministry will first of all not uh, approve an application for a change of employer because you missed the deadline, mm-hmm. and they can all also start the termination of your employee card because you have failed your obligation to change the employer and uh, you are no longer fulfilling the purpose of your stay. So always, always within the 60 days, either apply for a change of employer or apply for a different type of visa, student visa, family reunion visa, anything else. I'm so glad I'm not in line of work, seriously. It is a bit of a complex agenda, yes, I know. Yeah, because I see people like just writing these things and I'm like, what is this? What is the employee card? What is a working permit? What is all of that? Okay, now here are other terminologies. Freelance visa, nostrification, zivno. What is all of that? Explain that to me, please. Fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so... Let's start with the freelance visa. Let's start with freelancing visa. So freelancers are basically people uh, who are entrepreneurs and they issue invoices to clients. In that case, you can apply for entrepreneurship visa which is also called freelancing visa that's just another word for the same thing freelancing visa is one of the most complex uh, visas we have in the Czech Republic because the ministry uh, or the immigration authorities really look into why you're coming to the Czech Republic they want to see that you have already some deals with clients in the Czech Republic and that you have a legit purpose to actually stay in the country I once had a client uh, I shouldn't be probably saying this but I once had a client and uh, who wanted to come to the Czech Republic public based on a freelance visa because he has a wife in Spain and uh, obviously we submitted the application we tried our best to prove enough that uh, he has alleged stay in the Czech Republic but then he was invited to an interview at the embassy there's many things I can influence and save when the whole thing happens in the Czech Republic but if it happens outside of the Czech Republic at the Czech embassy where I cannot really go that's where things get tricky mm-hmm. so basically he went there perhaps he was nervous I don't know but he said that uh, when they asked what's the purpose of your stay in the country like do you have any ties here family ties whatever he said no no but my wife lives in Spain and they rejected the application because they just thought that if he wants to live in Spain he should just go to Spain yeah. right so yeah. so this type of application always gets tricky because there can be such little hiccups on the way and uh, then you can already save it because you cannot say that the guy lied at the embassy yeah. right yeah the notification sounds like notification right but with an R notification I don't like I don't even think that this word exists in English like this is basically Czech word, word Englified let's call it because in Czech it's nostrificace nostrificace is basically a recognition of a diploma that was issued abroad it's a process that's usually required when a student wants to study in the Czech Republic the university would ask him for a nostrification of his diploma and the reason for that is basically to compare whether he has the required knowledge to start working at that university yeah the final product of the nostrification is basically comparison of the foreign study program to something similar in the Czech Republic. Okay, and based of, based of that, the university can evaluate whether the person can start studying or not. I know this when you also apply for another university in another country, but you completed your high school in a different country, you have to do this to see that the level matches yeah. that you can be accepted exactly. in that university. Exactly. So this only applies if you want to go into university in Czech Republic. Sometimes it's also required in blue cards which is basically the same as an employee card but it has 
more of benefits, let's say, but it's a work visa, let's call it. And in some cases, the the immigration authorities can ask for nostrification of the diploma. It's usually when the person is applying for some specialized position, doctors, dentists, and so on. So the ministry can check if such person can be working on such position. But generally, it's only required with the universities. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Let me just and say that the nostrification process is a hell. Um, I was applying for nostrification of a high school diploma and uh, it was for two people and one of the applications it went really well and then the second one happened and the authority that is doing this is just Kreisky Udad like a municipality of Prague they were like yes so this person has to come here and uh, do an exam and I'm like excuse me they went to like the same school how come you didn't request it the first time it's like it all depends on like the subjects that they studied and so on I couldn't tell you the uh, the general rule it's just sometimes it happens sometimes it doesn't and I'm like what the hell <laughs> I got so upset but the problem is that the person they are actually expecting the person to arrive to the Czech Republic based on a tourist visa probably do the exam fly back and only then submit their application at the embassy so it's just like a lot of trouble and hassle just for such a oh little God. things nice yeah things. Czech bureaucracy I love it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and the, the last one I think was Zivno. Zivno. I keep seeing um, this word all the time. I'm like, what is Zivno? Yeah, that's something that foreigners made up because Zivno uh, basically means živnostenské opravní, živnostenský list, which is something you get when you actually want to become a freelancer in the Czech Republic. Okay. Yeah, or entrepreneur. So you go to the uh, municipality and you ask for živnostenské opravnění, um, but as that sounds horrible in Czech, uh, people probably just shorten it to Zivno. But Zivno is the proper document that will allow you to start basically your business or to start a freelancing. But what if you are working online, like you work in a, for an American company, you're working mm-hmm. remotely, but you are based in the Czech Republic. Mm-hmm. How does that work? So in that case, I would say that you are classified as entrepreneur because you are issuing invoices to clients, let's mm-hmm. say. And in that case, you should apply for entrepreneurship visa. But here goes the example that I was just saying about the Spanish case, okay. because you should also have clients in the Czech Republic because if it's an American company in the US then go to the government exactly can tell you to just go to America and apply for US visa there is also a term since we are speaking about this topic called Schwarz system which a lot of people don't know about Schwarz system is basically illegal employment it applies to cases when a person is working just for one company mm-hmm. but they are issuing invoices to the company so they are supposed to be like freelancers but they closely cooperate with just one entity they issue invoices just to one entity that's called basically illegal employment because this is a way how to avoid high social security uh, payments health insurance payments and so on and it can get very problematic when extending the visa later on because the ministry can go into the details and they can find out that this is happening which could also lead to deportation and penalties and so on yeah so it's very important to always issue invoices to at least two entities that's good to know (laughs) i was about to ask actually what are the common reasons that visas are declined i Mm -hmm. think we've already covered this one and do you have any other there can be a lot of lot of them it can be faulty documents it can be uh, not sufficient funds uh, for for some visa applications mm-hmm. it can be that the person has a criminal record in some of country course. there can be a lot of lot of reasons there is a thing also called um, unreliable employer which is a company that's not properly paying social insurance health insurance taxes and so on and in that case the ministry will not extend any employee card any work visa for such person because they are working for unreliable employer okay. 
Okay. I really don't understand why a person should be responsible for a company's mistakes, but unfortunately, this is uh, this is how it is. Thank you so much. I'm gonna end this podcast with this situational scenario. I don't mm-hmm. know what to call it, but I'm just gonna read it because I took it from one of the people who had asked on Facebook. Okay, so I'm under a visa other uh-huh. for studying, but not a student visa, as I had issues with notification. I am reapplying for my visa next month and was wondering if Givno is a visa I need to apply for separately or if I can do this in addition to my current visa. I don't want to have to pay for the whole visa process twice but I'm about to begin the process of registering to teach English and would like to be legal to work. Mm-hmm. So here it depends whether the person will continue the studies or whether they just want to focus on the freelancing. Yeah, mm-hmm. on the, on the, on teaching, the teaching English. Yeah, thank you. Um, so if it's just the teaching, then definitely they need to change their purpose of visa to freelancing. To freelancing the okay. problem is uh, in this case that you can only apply for freelancing visa after five years of living in the country. So if you are not fulfilling this condition, you basically have to reapply from abroad and your history of stay is going to be deleted let's say mm-hmm. yeah so in this this particular case i would recommend staying in the study program she's studying or he's or she's mm-hmm. uh, she's studying and prolong the visa for the purpose of others and then only get the the freelancing visa later on that sounds well thank you so much for being on the podcast this was so helpful probably to a lot of people and to me as well because i had a lot of questions now which have been answered and um, now where can people find you if they need your services I heard you are giving free services for <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for inviting me over I hope it was it was beneficial for people I just hope it wasn't too technical um, and too technical and too overwhelming <laughs> because immigration can get uh, very overwhelming very fast you can uh, visit my website I have a website uh, immigrated.cz I also have Instagram LinkedIn and Facebook mm-hmm. where I'm trying to regularly post about things that are happening in the immigration world or things that people should pay attention to like i said earlier my goal is to educate people a bit that's where you can find me yeah thank you so much this was a really fun episode thank and you as well. uh, yeah i wish you the best in the future thank you thank you ashley <laughs> take okay, care bye. thank you for listening to this episode if you want to be a part of our dnavis network community visit our website www.dladiesnet.com or follow our socials on Instagram and Facebook at dladies.network. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. Until next time.